Amen. Can we give them another hand, all the energy they're bringing in this morning? Absolutely. Well, happy birthday. I love the energy in here. Try to find someone around you. Just tap them on the shoulder, shake their hand as you take a seat at this time. Tell them happy birthday. Forty years, think about that, 40 years, Shepherd's Gate has been, yeah, go ahead. And people sometimes are surprised, they said, you're turning 40 years old, what are you going to do? And I said, we're going to have a massive, absolute bash and party. I was talking to my friend, uh, he's pastor down at Historic Trinity in Detroit, and they're getting ready to celebrate 170 years this year. And it's interesting because you might not know this, the churches in our area, our sister congregations, are all right around 150 years old. So Emmanuel and St. Peter and Trinity, and then there's us. <laughs> We're like a little baby on the block, right? I mean, 40 years old, but yet today you're going to see just what it is that God can do in and through his people uh, when we surrender to him, when we open our lives to him, when we live generously in view of what he has done for us. And I'm just so excited to share with you today. If you're a guest, this is your first time here, you're probably going to have to come back next week, okay? Uh, this, is, this is obviously a little different today as we are just taking this time to celebrate what it is that God has done here at Shepherd's Gate. But we're so glad to have you here. As those of you that are uh, watching online as well, we're so glad that you can live stream this or maybe you're going to catch it during the week because you weren't able to be with us today, but we're so glad that you are willing to do that as well. My name's Tim and I've had the privilege of being the lead pastor here for the last two and a half years and I'm so excited about sharing just a little bit about what it is that God has done these last 40 years here at Shepherd's Gate. Um, if you don't know the history, it started uh, with a young pastor in his 30s. Uh, his name was uh, Pastor B. Dale Thomas, and he was actually pastoring uh, Trinity Lutheran Church in Utica, one of the largest churches in our denomination. It was actually the fourth largest denomination. They were worshiping right around 1,600. And God began to stir something in his heart uh, to, to, to create a church that would look and feel different, that maybe would be a different presence in the community, that maybe would reach people that maybe other churches wouldn't be able to reach by having a unique style of worship and having just maybe a different approach to reaching people that are far from Christ or don't know Christ. And here's what I want to start with today. It, everything really begins and ends with God's word. Everything really begins and ends with, with what it is that God calls us to do. And so the scripture that I'm going to start with this morning is actually the foundation of this church. The scripture is actually the one that's in our constitution. Some of you might not realize that, but this is actually what we base everything on as a congregation. And this is what it says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling, and look at this, the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us 
this message of reconciliation, and we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. And if this word reconciliation and being reconciled is new to you, that just basically means that God takes us in, in our way, in our sinful way, and he's the one that makes us right. He forgives us of our sin. He calls us to faith. He brings us close to himself, and he gives us the faith and the belief in him to live this life that he has called us to live. And so another way to kind of really easily summarize this is to say this gift is from God that he gives to us. And now that he's given it to us, now that we realize the benefit that we've received by being followers of Jesus, we now get this incredible opportunity to share it with the world. Not just our community, but we get to go and we get to share this incredible news to our entire world. And that's exactly why Shepherd's Gate here is here today. See, it was back in 1979 when God was stirring Dale's heart and he found six other families and they came together and they made this pledge that they would live generously with everything that they had. Now think about this. He's leaving one of the largest churches, right? He's leaving a huge staff. He's leaving the comforts of, of a congregation and yet he's gonna step out in faith and live generously. Him and his wife are gonna live generously with everything that they have. And isn't it interesting that the, the six men from those other families actually went into another room and they said, hey, if this is what God is calling us to do, if this is what God has placed on Dale's heart, we want to do everything that we can to make this a, as easy as possible so he can focus all of his time and his energy on this new mission. And so those six men in that separate room agreed to pay him the exact same salary that he was making at his church. And not only that, that they were going to have to, of course, cover the cost for everything else that would be associated with planting a church. Talk about making a commitment. Talk about living generously with everything that you have. And they did it. And then, of course, Ruth and Dale, as they were part of that, were also part of living generously with everything that they have. And isn't it interesting that right from the very beginning that they came up with this concept of missions and charities before they ever had a building, before they ever had land, before any of these things ever came about, that they would live generously by giving away 13% of their yearly income no matter what. No matter what, 13% would go right back out of the doors to support those in the community. And what's really cool is that Dale actually left us a, a gift. He actually wrote a lot of what took place uh, at the beginning of the church, the transition, as well as uh, what took place several years later. And so we have this like manuscript that we can kind of go back and read. And so I'm gonna read just a, a couple of the quotes that are in uh, this kind of, um, this dissertation that he left for us. And, it's, and he wrote this, he said, the first official private church service of Shepherd's Gate Lutheran Church was held on February 3rd, 1980, with 28 very committed souls present, which is why we're celebrating our birthday in February, if you didn't know. We met twice and sometimes three times a week. We alternated meeting in one another's homes and enjoyed an agape brunch. Doesn't that sound good? Every Sunday after the service. Guess why you're having brunch today, <laughs> right? We've been talking about this the last couple of years. The reason we're having brunch today is to honor this and to remember this and to tie in to what they did when they first started Shepherd's Gate. But when you know, it was a couple months later, on April 20th, 1980, we held our first public worship service in the cafeteria of Shelby Junior High, three miles from Trinity. There were 200 in attendance. It's pretty good growth, right? 
including the local township supervisor, a state representative, the associate secretary for the North American Ministries of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and the president of Trinity Lutheran Church as there was a peaceful release. Now, just so you know, when you have kind of a, a, a beginning service, there's a lot of people that come out, they want to see, they want to see what takes place, but the real work begins after that, after that official launch, and by the end of 1980, Shepherd's Gate had grown from actually 28 members to now 50 members. 50 members meeting in a local junior high school. But I want you to see what happened the very next year. I want you to think about this. 50 members, and this includes, you know, husbands and wives and kids. So this isn't, you can't just say it's 50 households, it's actually 50 members. But yet on February 26th, 7th, 1981, this is what he wrote. We purchased eight acres of land which guess what, you're now sitting underneath right now, okay? For $65,000, which is a really good price, yeah. okay? <laughs> Along a very heavily traveled east and west road, you, go, you probably know where that's at, right? Yeah. Near a north and south expressway. Think about that. 50 members at the time, and then look at what it says next. All of the financial obligations had been met without any subsidy. So here you have these founding members, you have the people that now have joined forces with them, and here God once again was working in their lives to ge live generously with everything that they had. And never, ever, ever in all of these years when you're about to see this, ever compromised giving away 13% of their income to support local missions and charities. In fact, it was 1983 that the first worship center was completed, and it, and it, and it was uh, for seating capacity of 200, and many of you know that. That's the fellowship hall that we go and enjoy coffee in uh, week in and week out. In 1987, classrooms, offices, and a nursery were added, and then in 1992, a second worship center was completed, seating 380, which is where you are at right now today. And again, each and every year, never compromised on giving 13% away. It's pretty interesting that Pastor Thomas retired in 1997 and the church went into a vacancy. They had a pastor that would travel from Ann Arbor to preach on Sunday mornings. And this is part of the history, one of the parts of the history that I really love the most because even during a vacancy, the church didn't stop being generous. Usually when this happens, everything kind of comes to a standstill and you kind of wait for the next lead pastor to come along and cast the new vision. But yet during a vacancy, this church added 11,000 square feet of additional space to the existing building. And these are the rooms that our kids enjoy today. These are the kids' rooms and the adult rooms and our junior high room that we have today. Think of that spirit of generosity. Think of just, uh, just the commitment to never, ever want to not live fully devoted to God and what it was that he was calling this church to do, and they knew that God was going to continue to push the mission forward. In fact, God would bring Pastor Bjorgard here in 1999, and in 2003 that we would purchase that corner lot. If you didn't know, we owned that corner lot over there on 23 Mile, and we would make that purchase. And all throughout this time, as people continue to pour in here, as continue, people continue to live generously, with, with, their, with their resources that, that we gained almost $2 million in the savings account, which then led us and gave us the ability to then launch into expanding the worship center. So if you didn't know, all of you that are sitting in this section, your section didn't exist before, okay? You're, you're from 2004, all right? You're the 2004. All of this 
was added along with our gymnasium and our youth rooms, all these incredible things that were taking place. And again, as the church continued to faithfully give to tithes and offerings, as the church continued to give out in missions and charities. And then as 2008, as Pastor Trinkline was installed, and we launched out as a church in 2009 for the first ever Step Out and Serve initiative, which has become such a, a staple for our church and for our community as we leave the comforts of our seats and we go and we spread the gospel to others in a practical way by just serving people and being there for them. Uh, as you know, there was a time in it that we were kind of going into a difficult time with, with recession and, you know, the economy was kind of faltering. And so what are you going to do? And here we are. We have this new building. We got... You know, we've expanded. We now have 55,000 square feet of facility. And yet, God laid it on Pastor Trinkline's heart that maybe we should go after the debt. Maybe we need to look at this. And so he launched us into a campaign during a pretty tough time economically. And yet, once again, think about this. The people of Shepherd's Gate rose up and took on the challenge. And we went from having a 30-year mortgage. Think about this. 30-year mortgage to paying it down in 10 years. In fact, the guys that loaned us the money, they were just here last week. They took the president of the church council and myself out for lunch to inform us we now are down to only $300,000 of debt. That's all the debt that this church has. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> and that has positioned us to be where we are at today. Because as I mentioned, it was two and a half years ago, church, you took a risk on me, and you said, hey, who's the bald guy? Maybe we should <laughs> see what this is all about. In these last two and a half years, you know if you've been part of this church, we've been trying to figure out what it is it that God is calling us to do, and so we spent a lot of time in prayer. We spent a lot of time in community, and we've been, we spent a lot of time saying, God, what is it that you're laying on our hearts for the future? Where is it that you have for us for the future, but we want to make sure that we look back and we look at the, at the way that you have weaved your will into this congregation and the DNA of this congregation and what it is that you have been faithful to do in this congregation, because God, certainly we know that you want to continue to do that into our future. And so this year we launched into our new mission, right? You guys know this. We launched into our new mission and we said our church exists to impact the world the world, not just our community, but the whole world with the love of Jesus. And we're trying to figure out how we can get out and be more of a presence and have more of a footprint and more of an impact in the world around us. And we said, God, this is the vision that you have laid on our heart that we are going to value everyone we meet and that we are going to influence everywhere we go and that we are going to live generously with everything that we have. That we are going to be a church that is all in for you and spreading the incredible news of what Jesus can do for people's hearts and lives. But yet we all have to be part of this together. See, everyone, it's corporately, it's us as a congregation. But as a church, it takes each and every one of us to step up to the plate. It takes each and every one of us to own our influence. That we would be part of being everywhere not just locally and continuing to pour into the local organizations that we're partnered to, but God, that you would call us to serve in maybe some of the farthest reaches places in this world. And that God, it really would be everything. That it really would be not just our finances and giving a portion of that back to you, but God, that you would also call us to give us our most precious commodity, our time. That we would willingly serve you, that we would willingly serve each other.
And I want you to look at this passage of scripture from 2 Corinthians, because I think it just culminates all of this, where we're at on this 40th birthday of Shepherd's Gate. It says this, But as you excel in everything, in faith, 40 years of this church having to have God-sized faith and believing God for the impossible, in speech, 40 years of the gospel being proclaimed from this area right here and from our kids' ministries and our youth ministries and our adult ministries and our care ministries and all of the different things that we do that people hear the hope that they can have in Jesus. And knowledge as we've gathered around in Bible studies in small groups and we've asked God to, to awaken that in our hearts and our lives and to draw us closer to him in complete earnestness and even in our love for one another. All of these things, all of these things that we could point to, all of these incredible things that God has done these last 40 years, he says this, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. See that you also excel in this grace of giving. We kept coming back to that over and over and kept, God, what is it? Why you keep putting this on our heart? What is it that we can do? What is it that you're calling us to do in the future? Again, it takes all of us all of us individually to make up this corporate body. It takes all of us understanding that we have a call locally and globally and it takes all of us understanding that there is a physical and a financial aspect to what God is going to continue to do in this place. And so we said this, what if one of our crazy goals for the next five years is that we want to launch 750 people outside our walls to serve in our community and around the world? Could we do this? Would this be a God-sized goal? Could this be something that we could do? And just so you know, we just ended uh, 2019. Our average Sunday morning worship attendance was up 3%. We praise God for that. It was actually right on 750. Think about that. What are the chances of that happening, right? That means 100% of the people that come here on a regular basis are going to be launched. Thank you, God, for just making it so abundantly clear to us. They're going to be launched into our community and around the world. How exciting is that? Some of you, you haven't had an opportunity to do that yet, right? Some of you, it, this is going to be your year. God is going to stretch you. God is going to grow you. And you're going to be part of writing the history of this church. And as we had this God-sized vision, this God-sized goal, we also said, man, someone probably really needs to manage and make sure and, and chart all this out that we can actually accomplish this goal, don't you think? Right, how in the world are we gonna do this? And so as we begin to pray, we begin to strategize, we begin to look at our staff, we said we really need to have somebody on staff that this is their job, which would be a cool job, right? Like this is what they do, and who in our church has a proven track record? Who in our church just has a heart and a burning passion for local missions and can be this partner for us to connect our people all over our community? And wouldn't you know, there was only one name that came to mind. And you might remember this guy right here, Ron Cazera. So Ron is here today. So can you give him a hand as he comes up here and joins me? I love this brother. I respect this brother. Good man. 
He's, he's been heading up our Step Out and Serve initiative for the last two years. You have faithfully have done that and done an incredible job. And what's really cool is that our church is saying, why are we only doing this once a year? Why aren't we doing this on a quarterly basis? Why aren't we doing this on a monthly basis? What is it that we can do to start deploying more and more people? And so we created this crazy job description and you said, yes, I would love to jump on that. And so we are so excited to announce to you today, this is our newest staff member, Ron Kazera. He is going to help us march toward this crazy, audacious, God-given goal uh, for the next five years. So can you give Ron another hand this morning? And not only that, but many of you, you know, because we've been talking about this, we said that one of the other things that we said is, man, we've been Mission 13 for 40 years. 40 years this church has been Mission 13. Maybe there's an area for us to stretch and to grow. Maybe God would, would lay it on our hearts as a church to grow in this area, to excel in the grace of giving. And so we said, we want to take on the challenge of gladly sharing 20% of all of our giving by 2025. And the way that we do that, very simply, is you just incrementally go up every year, right? Looks like that. And so this year, our operating budget is already budgeted to give 14% away. And then the next year to give 15%. And then 16%. And then 17%. And then 18%. And then you follow this. We've got to take the big leap and do 2% <laughs> to hit 2025 to get to 20% of activating you, the people of Shepherd's Gate. You go and you serve. So we send you into the community. We send you around the world, and Ron's going to be the connector to help us make this happen for our church. And so we're just excited about what it is that God has laid on our heart, and we're excited about what it is that he's going to do in our future because we don't think that he's done uh, being generous with our congregation. Did you know that? And we don't think he's done being generous with you. And so what I'm going to ask you this morning is, would you consider looking at what it is that, that God is putting on your heart for the future of our church? Would you look at what it is that maybe you've done in the past, but maybe now what God is challenging you to do in the future? Because again, it's going to take all of us together to move this church forward into what he has in store for what's next. And we're excited about that. And not only did I want to introduce you to Ron this morning, I also want to introduce you to the, to the team that actually gets to, that gets to have the fun job of, of divvying up all of these funds and deciding which local organizations we partner with and how this all works. And so will you at this time, will you welcome our Mission 14 team as they come at this time? Now, if you're new, you didn't get your mic, did you? Oh, no, you're right. I can talk loud, but I know how it goes. So, well, I'm just to say, if, if you didn't know, if you're new to Shepherd's Gate, the way this works is these are six members that, that basically meet and then take in the needs of the community and assess kind of where we're at, and then they determine where the funds go into the community and the partners that we have. And so Dave's been heading it up the last couple of years, so I'll let you introduce yourself as well as your team. Good morning, everybody. Happy birthday. It's been my pleasure of serving for the last two years, and I have one more year of serving as chairman of our, this great team that we have. I want to introduce you actually to our 2020 team and beyond, but this is Mission 14. We have Mark Schultz, who's just joined. 
David Carter. Deb, Deb Kuczynski. And Jennifer Foltrand. Chris Simakewicz, can't say that twice, uh, is currently serving in Honduras doing our mission work down there. So she could not be with us today. So what I'd like to share with you is if you can pull this card out that most everybody should have gotten. This is our kind of our year in review. And you'll look at the bottom line, number one, is your giving has helped us give back that 13%. And $226,158.66 went both locally and globally. And I want to point out just a couple small just items on here just to kind of give you an idea of who is this that we give to. Uh, you'll see like the sixth line down, I think it is Good Shepherd Coalition. It's a great ministry that's based in downtown Mount Clemens. And what they do is they help families that are in crisis. And what we specifically help with is rent and utility assistance. These are people that are disabled or might have some terminal illnesses. And what we do is we come in and we partner with other churches and we go and try helping take care of those things to relieve that burden from them. So that's a phenomenal. We've had partners with them for years and years. The other one is a new one for us, and I think most of you are familiar with that, and that's the WAVE Project. Now, the WAVE Project was introduced by one of our members. By the way, that's one of the things that we encourage from all of you. If you've got an idea, is there somewhere else that you're serving? We want you to be giving us suggestions. So this last year, we met with Wave Project. Six friends that got together had this dream of helping people take showers in Macomb County. And within one year, they accomplished that. And we helped them get over a hump to buy a $50,000 trailer and a truck to go do this work on a weekly and um, excuse me on a monthly basis and also hosting monthly barbecues in Mount Clemens. So we gave them $8,000 to do that. And you saw here we had Tim and other people here take showers last summer, okay? Get, got to experience firsthand. So, and of course, we have Belize, which we are going to be sending off today. So globally, we have Belize and we have Honduras that is currently serving. So, I think you'll just always a round of applause for just what we've done here in 2019. <laughs> so Tim, you know, started off the sermon today and he quoted 2 Corinthians and it was be ambassadors for Christ. That is our job. That's what we're called to. But part of that calling is to serve. And this is, if you look on this side, I'm kind of segue a lot of things here as we read the card. And that is we have audacious goals. And besides going up in percentage, our audacious goal is that 750 people. So Tim and I met, and it's like, you know what? How can we get people to really get involved, to really want them to? So after we're done with the service today, there are eight of our partners that are on this list that have taken the time to come here. And their specific mission to come here was really to kind of tell you what they do, but also what opportunities that maybe you can volunteer. You know, maybe it's once a month, maybe it's once a quarter, whatever it is, but we want to be plugging in our members. So as we leave today, we're going to basically walk out there before we go to breakfast, if you can, and sit down and talk with them and thank them for all they do, but also just see if there's something that you can do from your heart because we have a goal, and we're going to achieve it. We know we are because God's behind us. So thank you.
And then one last thing to let you know today that at the 11 o'clock service, uh, we are going to be commissioning the Belize team that's leaving this Friday, Valentine's Day, uh, on behalf of our church to go and to work in a community. And so we want to show you just again how this works at our church. You're going to see the slide here. So there's the part of the mission money, the mission 14 money that helps send these people to go on mission trips as well as the funds that they need to be able to accomplish the mission that they're going to do. Now Mark here, who's, who's the newest, one of the newest members, is going to be on that team with your wife and your daughter. So you're going to re represent the team at the 9 o'clock service. They'll be all here today. But would you mind just standing up a little bit in the front and then the rest of you guys maybe lay your hands on them? And uh, we just want to pray over our Belize team and commission them and ask God's favor upon them. So God, we thank you just what you continue to do in this church. Uh, we are just humbled and grateful for, for those that have heard your call, that want to go and be your hands and feet in our community and around the world. And uh, God, we thank you for Mark. We thank you th that uh, he represents the team this morning for our 9 o'clock service and God, we know that you have been preparing and that you have been prepping them for what it is that you have in store for them this coming week. And so we just pray safe travels for them. We pray just a hedge of protection around them. We pray great weather. We pray safety and health and all of those things. But most importantly, God, that they're going to be able to be carriers of your gospel, that they are going to be ambassadors for you as they share the love of Jesus with this brand new community that they're partnering with. And so, God, we're thankful that we get to launch them and send them out today with our love and our prayers, and we pray that you would continue to lead and guide them, and when their mission is done, that you will return them safely to us. We love you, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we give all of them a hand as, as they as we go? We have one last thing for you. We want you to watch the screens at this time. <laughs> 